Welcome back to the St Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we speak to Mr Matthew Burke, headmaster of St Edward's Senior and Sixth Form. We talk with him about the culture of the school, the community surrounding it, and how he's handled the last 13 months since joining the school, two weeks into a national lockdown. But we also find out who his favourite James Bond actor is. I won't lie, I was a bit surprised by his answer, and I think you might be too. So come with me as we step into St Edward's School. Matthew, thank you for joining us on the St Edward's School podcast. How are you doing today? Really well, thank you, Simon. It's, it's, it's obviously a pleasure to be talking to you, but I'm um, really enjoying the fact that today the weather is good. Um, and uh, in the last week or so, I've been able to actually get out um, to see other institutions and other schools in the area and, and start seeing our parents and prospective parents face to face rather than um, virtually, which has been almost since I've arrived at the school. So really good times, happy times. Makes a big change, doesn't it? Just the ability to be able to see people face to face. I mean, clearly, it's incredible how schools have transformed over the last 12, 18 months in order to accommodate everything being online but there's no substitute is there for getting back out and seeing people face to face no there genuinely isn't and you know what Simon I think it's it's one of those where it's um the the, the parents who have signed up to to come to us in, in in this September have have shown incredible faith in us um many of them weren't able to to actually physically come to the school and visit the school and and the fact that you know they've they've chosen us and they've they, they like what they've heard and, and seen virtually is is a really good positive recommendation of the school but um a sign of, of how well received the school is locally as well so so really exciting that's really good to hear that is good to hear now in this episode we're going to be hearing all about life at st edwards but before we do that and just for the sake of people listening can you just tell us a little bit about your own education matthew so you know where you grew up and what your first job was after you left that wonderful world of educating yourself yeah, it's interesting. I I, I met some uh, parents this morning, and and I joked, although there's an element of truth in this, that I've I've not left school since the age of four. In the sense <laughs> that I went to school, uh, very fortunate to go to a lovely school in Salisbury. I went to Prior Park Prep School in Cricklade, and then on to Prior Park College in Bath, and uh, had a a phenomenal experience at school myself. And in fact, the reason I'm sat here talking to you and and, and the listeners is because of a, a teacher I had um, there at Prior Park College, and. From there, I, I was fortunate, had a scholarship to study in America at the University of Georgia, and then came back to the UK, studied at Southampton University, Bristol, um, got my PGCE at Bristol University, and began teaching at Downside School, and then St. Columbus College in, in St. Albans, and have, have kind of gone on to hold a, a lot of jobs um, and, and, and roles within schools, and joined the St. Edwards family here in, in, in April, um, April the 4th, uh, last year. Um, so having just completed a, a full year and an interesting year in which it has been to, to have joined this community and and made the move um, from London where we were before to, to the beautiful Cotswolds and the, and the town of, of Cheltenham um, and, and are very much looking forward to, to relaxations in, in various rules and regulations around what we can and can't do and actually as a family getting to know the area in which we've lived for a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what was it that inspired you to get into teaching? What was it that made you decide to go and take a PGCE? I genuinely was a teacher that I had myself um, at Prior Park College. Um, I found out recently, actually, his name is Dennis Clark. He was my history teacher and housemaster there. But I, I found out recently he's actually a former pupil here um, at St. Edward's, uh, well, Whitefriars, as it was at the time, the boys' school. So there's an element of, of, of circle circle coming back around with regards to that. And in fact, I spoke with him recently and uh, let him, he let me know, I, I hear you're head of my old school. And it was a 
a very strange situation, but it, obviously, you know, he had an impact on me in terms of the career. I was always going to be a lawyer um, up until that point, and, you know, I never know how good a lawyer I might have been, but uh, I'd like to think I've done a reasonable job as a teacher and a leader um, and, 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 and enjoying the, the life here now at St Edwards and in Cheltenham. So you say that you joined in April 2020. Clearly, that was a uh, a world filled with turmoil, you could say. Tell us about your experience of joining the school at that point. Well, you know what? It was it was actually a reassuring point, although it was it was difficult. It was challenging. And no one, no one had necessarily foreseen what was what was kind of happened. I, I got a, I got offered the position here in December um, 2019 and made lots of plans for for you know, as you, as you tend to do those first hundred days, that first year and, and all of those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, very, very quickly, all of those plans just basically became not quite survival mode, but what can we do to ensure that we continue to deliver an outstanding educational experience to the to the students who we had, but that we support the staff um, and being able to help them deliver and what they'd like to do. And I think, you know, it's not, it's not an understatement to say that it was, it probably was the, the, the biggest change and shake up and uh, in education because we had to go overnight from being delivering from delivering lessons face-to-face in classes to s- trying to be as good as we could with various devices like Teams and, and Zoom and, and, and other platforms around those and, and, and thinking of ways in which we could maintain those links, that relationship with, with our students but also with their parents and families and delivering what, it could, what we could hear. I mean, we, we, we introduced a wellbeing window um, which was a phenomenal um, device um, and, and you know, uh, the ability for our pupils and students um, and, and parents to contact the pastoral team here and just try and maintain that level of contact. And I suppose being a new head coming in, one of the first things you want to be able to do is to, is to meet people, is to talk, is to find out more about the school, what makes it tick, how the community works. And yeah, that was, that was genuinely a struggle. I was, I was fortunate to visit the school a, a few times in January and February last year and, and to meet some of the staff and, and some of the students and, and, and parents but nothing like that the welcome and the start that, that you plan uh, when you're looking to start a new role so that was really tough it was but it's it's a phenomenal community it's a phenomenal family who yeah we are relatively small and, and we're quite proud about the fact that we are relatively small and, and don't really want to do much more than that and as well as being head, I'm also a dad. I have two two daughters um, who came down with us as a family when we relocated, and you know they, they've they've had a, a as, as good a welcome as they can under the circumstances. Joining a school as remote learning begins, but I think having got through that and feeling like we, we do feel part of the community, I think that speaks to the speaks to the strength of of the staff, the, the students, but also the parents and trustees here at St Edwards. So you mentioned that it was a struggle at the time and that it was quite tough, but you've also said that you've got a great, strong team there, a good family there as well. To what extent was that team of staff able to help you as you joined the school at a time when clearly we were sort of two weeks into a lockdown at this point, weren't we? Yeah, we were, and it's um, it was a, it it was tough, and you know what? It's it, it wasn't just tough on me. It was it was tough on the staff. It was tough on the students. It was tough on the parents and. I think you know whilst mm. whilst there were a number of a number of students who, who who probably got on really well with with the remote learning program and and being able to do things there were you know it was it was a tough time and I think that the biggest thing that was that was missed or or that people felt was hard was 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 that lack of lack of social interaction that lack of ability to to just sit and have a chat and and you know whilst you can do things with with teams and and zoom and and 
arrange opportunities to talk it's not quite the same and, and certainly in that first lockdown it was it was really strict in terms of what we could and couldn't do and, and it was right that we stuck to those those rules and regulations at the time but um, certainly the biggest challenge for us and all schools in September was almost reintegrating um, the entire community back into the school um, and then having done that we then find in January that we're back in mm. into remote learning. Yeah no, of course. So tell me a little bit then about the culture of the school. It's a school that is supportive. Um, it's a school where every individual is known. Um, but it's also a school that provides challenge. And I, I think that was really important for me to, to build upon um, when I joined. I think, and challenge can be quite a broad term and, and a broad word around there. I genuinely feel that at the end of each day, everyone should feel like they've had a workout, whether that's a physical or a mental one, um, in the classroom or outside the classroom. And I think what we are is a, is a school that's happy. And I think when you have a, a community that's happy, um, that's when um, the students excel in the classroom and outside the classroom. We're fortunate to live in a part of the country where there are a, a really good number of outstanding schools. And what that means for, for parents in and around Cheltenham is that there's a, a genuine choice for schools. But because of that, it means there's a school for everyone. And I think, you know, whilst I'd love to say St. Edwards is the right school for everybody, um, we're not going to be. We're relatively small. So if you're looking for a much larger community, that's not what we are. If you're looking for um, a hothouse, you know, extreme pressure academically, that's not what we are. But that's not to hmm. say that we, we don't take the academics seriously because we do and our results are testament to that. But there's more to life, I think, than just grades from an education. And I think if if all the students do when they leave us at 18 is leave with a great set of GCSEs and A-levels, then actually we've, we've failed them. And so, you know, we are a school that values the pastoral side. We are a school that invests in well-being, in the pastoral structures, in having those staff um, who are there, not just for for students, but also for staff and for parents. And I think because of our size, we genuinely are a school and a community where you can mature and develop at a rate that's appropriate for them. I think when you're a, a much larger community, there's almost a pressure to conform. There's a pressure to be part of a, a fixed mould of, of, of a student. And I think if I look, you know, I look out the window where I am now and there are some students playing, there are some uh, a PE lesson going on, but they can be themselves, they can develop at a rate that's appropriate to them and not feel like they've got to be someone that they're not. And you can genuinely only get that from a school that is relatively small, that knows each one as an individual. Um, and and I've, used the, I've used the phrase to, su to sum us up, a, a, a school of personal bests, and I think, it is, I think it does sum up the culture of, of St. Edward's because no matter where your strengths are, you'll, you'll get them and you'll fulfil them and you'll, you'll develop those during your time with us. But it, it plays to that all-rounder um, that I think is a St. Edward's student. You know, some of our brightest students don't just excel within the classroom. It might be on the stage, it might be on the sports field. You know, they, they will bring other things to life here at St. Edward's. And I think that's mm. the strength of a really good school that... You're not one-dimensional. You're not encouraging them just to focus on one aspect of, of what they are. And I think actually by, by doing that, we're, they're almost excluding themselves from a lot of what schools like St. Edwards have to offer. It's interesting to hear you say this because 
I do feel like from time to time, some schools take the approach of trying to be everything to everyone. But of course, no school can ever be that. And instead to to sort of to, to be who you are and to be confident of who you are demonstrates that you've got that ability for the right parents, for the right children to give them exactly what's right for them. You're absolutely right. I think there's there's a danger, um, particularly when you're in, for example, a location like Cheltenham and Gloucestershire, where you see the number of outstanding schools and, and you think, right, let, let's aspire to be them. Well, actually, no, let's aspire to be the best St Edwards that we can be. Um, we know what our strengths are. Every school has areas that they wish to develop. Of course they do. But the strength of a St Edwards education is that all-round experience. It, are those opportunity, opportunities outside the classroom? I, I speak of our co-curricular life as, as the other half. And I think I genuinely mean that because I think if all you take from St. Edward's is the academics, you're missing out on so much more. You know, this term, we've got 150 clubs and societies running, which is not just phenomenal in terms of the term, but phenomenal in the situation that we find ourselves in. And that's delivered by our staff. You know, the fact that our staff, you know, offer phenomenal opportunities outside the classroom is brilliant. But if all you do is think, right, I'm going to turn up at 8.25 and leave at 4.05 every day and, and at lunchtime sit and have a conversation and, and, and not engage in anything else, then, then you're missing out on so much. But you know what? We're lucky. Our students don't. They do. They throw themselves into, into so much that we do. And whilst this year has been challenging around things like a school production or orchestra or, or various other things, we found ways around there. And actually, the students have been really keen and the parents have obviously been really keen to ensure that what we can do, we do. And, and, and to make life here as normal as possible for them, because in a, in a time when so much is not normal, particularly outside of school, if we can bring some sense of normality to the way that the school day works, to the opportunities they have, then actually, hopefully that's helping the students and their parents as well. So, Matthew, you've talked about students, you've talked about parents. Tell me something more then about the whole St Edward's community. Tell me what it's like there. It, it, it's um, it's been an interesting introduction to to the community, um, but what I what I have learnt about the community as a whole is that it's massively wide reaching. The number of parents who are here who are former pupils of the school, there are staff here who were former pupils of the school, and they absolutely love it. Um, and if you cut them open, not that I would ever say you cut them open, they would bleed St. Edwards. And it's a lovely it's a lovely situation to be in where you feel that you've moved, as I have, to a new new location, a new town, and a new school. And you've got so many people willing you and the school to be the best it can be. And there is that sense that they will do anything for the school. Um, one of the things that we've done recently is is a program of reconnecting with our former pupils, and there's always been, you know, a, a strong sense of of togetherness and wanting to do that. But actually, what we've done this year is to use them to help with mentoring our sixth form from a careers point of view. Um, when we come back on properly, and we, we have things like careers fairs, it'll be wonderful to be able to to think that those careers are represented by current parents, by former pupils, by former parents, and you know, they are a community that goes the extra mile. And, you know, a lot of them have gone out of their way to make me feel really welcome um, in my time here to make sure that if there's anything that they can do to help me to do that. And I think, I suppose it, it gets to that point where 
when you leave as a pupil at 18, you're not actually leaving the school. And you use the word community, and, and I use that a lot more than I use the word school, because I think there is that real sense of community. And I, I described it recently as, I, I think you almost need to look at St. Edward's almost as a, a, akin to a family. You know, this has been a terrible year for, for a lot of people, and some people have lost loved ones or have, have experienced, you know, really difficult, challenging times. And the fact that we know that and the fact that, you know, I will pick up the phone or send a card or have a conversation, I hope is testament to the fact that, you know, they, they feel that we, we, t we take an interest in, in what they are, their situation. And even if it necessarily doesn't necessarily have anything directly to do with the school, they know that we care. And I, I think, you know, that is one of the hallmarks of our community, that we are one that, that looks out for one another. One of the key words that I keep hearing coming through here is community, community, community. It's clearly something very close to your heart. It is. And I think, you know what, that, that's when, to, to use a cliche, and I probably use them too many times, is, is, is when the magic happens. I think if you, if you know that you've got the backing of your community, you know, you suddenly you stand a bit, a bit, bit straighter, you, your shoulders go back and you feel like, actually, I'm not doing this on my own, you know. Our year 11 have just uh, just about to finish their, their second set of mocks this year. And you know what? The school have been fantastic in terms of making sure they're, they've been quiet around the performance hall. Um, the staff have been giving extra lessons and extra support to make sure they're ready for that. And it can be a lonely time preparing for that. And listen, this year, more than, well, as last year, have been really challenging for our year 11 and upper six students, not knowing how they're going to be assessed, not knowing how their grades are going to be arrived at. And that uncertainty doesn't help. But to know that you're not alone, to know that you've got the whole school community backing you, actually is, is really good. You know, before speaking to you, I, 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 I have wonders around the school. The staff are getting used to the fact that I just put my head into, into lessons. But there were some year 11 boys who had just finished an exam and you know what, they, they were just waiting for a teacher who was going to come out and just have a word and check how things were. And they were really excited about being able to tell them how well they thought they'd done and how much they appreciated the, the extra support that they'd been given. And I think that just becomes standard. It's just what happens here at St Edwards. Uh, Matthew, we've learned a lot about school. I'd love to share something with listeners, something about yourself, though. So if I asked you the last book you read, what might you say? It's a very good question. Actually, it was a book by Eddie Jones. Um, and it was his autobiography. I enjoy my sport. I enjoy rugby, and I think there are a lot of a lot of lessons that we can take from. I, I had the privilege of of having dinner with Eddie Jones a few years ago. Well, he maybe won't see it as a privilege because he got stuck next to me for an hour and a half, and I bent his <laughs> ear about various things. But um, that's what I enjoy. I, I enjoy reading about people in various areas, various aspects of their lives, and how how success is done. Um, I think it's important to be able to do those things. OK, uh, my next question. Ignoring COVID, which country would you most like to visit, either A, with your family or B, as a solo traveller? Uh, that's, that's a good question. It's not one that I've been asked before. I, I think um, I, I have been very fortunate to have to have travelled and, and seen many parts of the world. But there is um, there's one country where I'd love to go, and that's Madagascar. Um, and I think it stems in part from, from a love of, of Gerald Durrell. I remember... Young, when in my younger years, reading my family and other animals and various other other stories about his life, and by by coincidence, we ended up living in Jersey, um, where where he settled and founded Durrell Zoo, um, and my youngest daughter was born there, and certainly a, a lot of the 
the ideas around conservation and particularly their links with Madagascar and various um, animals and um, that that are that live and are bespoke to and unique to Madagascar is, is a place mm. where we'd love to go. And much as I'd love to say I'd love to go there by myself, I think I'd probably get um, a lot of objections from my wife and daughters <laughs> if we didn't all go together. Um, so probably probably a family a family holiday to Madagascar would be phenomenal. Okay, and if you were on a plane heading out on a long journey, let's say a six-hour flight, and you had every movie available for you to watch, which movie might you choose? My family will tell you I'm a very big fan of James Bond, um, and I absolutely love um, the James Bond film. So basically, any of those will be great. But having said that, I also enjoy a bit more challenge in terms of enjoying films. And um, although although wishing to probably stereotypical one of my favorite films is the usual suspects um the, the twists and, and and turns within that within that particular film are, are one that um are still great to watch even though you've seen it several times as a teacher of religious studies which i and i still teach now it's um there are a lot of films that you can use or clips that you can use which you know i, I i've absolutely loved so schindler's list is is an absolute classic and there are aspects of that, um, obviously age appropriate, that that you can use in in various parts um, of teaching with regards to it. But no, usual subjects is great. But listen, you can't go wrong with a good James Bond film. <laughs> Favorite James Bond actor? Who would you say it is? I well, I have to say um, Roger Moore is, is is probably one of my favourites. And I, I used to work or volunteer for a charity in London called The Passage, which is a homeless charity, and and they have. Uh, do a fundraiser every year called A Night Under the Stars. And uh, my wife and I used to go to that when we lived in London every year. And uh, I had the privilege of meeting Roger Moore. And it's the only time in my life where I've genuinely been tongue-tied and not known what at all to say and looked an (laughs) absolute idiot. (laughs) Uh, Matthew, if anyone's been listening to anything and they wanted to get in touch, what's the best way for them to reach out to the school? Um, Always happy to. So... um, we have various social media um, channels in terms of Twitter and, and Facebook and, and Instagram. But you know what? Just give us a call. Look on the website, um, www.stedwards.co.uk. Um, we've got a wonderful um, kindergarten, pre-prep, prep and senior school. Um, and you know what? You can't beat actually coming to the school, coming to, to meet us, to meet the staff and the students and, and seeing what an educational experience is, what you have to offer and, and just see if that's right for, for you and your family. And I very much look forward to welcoming um, anyone that wants to come and have a look at us to see if we might be the, the best fit and the right fit for them and their family. That's great. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. I know that you're a busy person, but thank you for your time coming on to this episode. Thank you for opening up and sharing life about the last 12 months, how it's been for you at the school, but also who your favourite James Bond is. That was a real eye-opener, that was. Listen, Simon, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, and I'll never turn down an opportunity to talk about it. But, so thank you very much for that. So that was Matthew Burke, Headmaster of St Edward's Senior and Sixth Form. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on to this episode of the School Podcast. Now, if you have any questions, you can contact the school and Matthew says he's always happy to talk. So feel free to take him up on that. And as always, if you're not following this podcast yet, then now's the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you'll just receive a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.